Praise the Lord. Okay. All right. Uh, hey, before we get started, let's um, let's look at this again, just like we opened our Bible. Okay. Genesis. You're looking through the index, and sometimes you say Old Testament, New Testament, New Testament, New Testament. There were so many. You could say, you really, it would buy like Old Testaments. You know, Testament means covenant. Covenant what? Yeah, agreement between you and God. It, well, you're going to live right. Not with, it was more involved in that, praise the Lord. But anyway, there's a bunch of, Joshua cut a covenant right before he passed away and said, okay, and he, and he, and he said this rock in front, this is right when they got in the promised land, actually about 10 years later, they wiped out the promised land, just like God said. Okay. And Joshua knew you guys are going to start worshiping other gods. They would say, how does that compare to us? Well, think about it. We have to watch it today. We can just say, well, Jesus, you're not at the door. That's just to help those who need a little song. You're going to smother yourself through life if you don't realize that you came from somewhere. Yeah, but I believe there's life on other planets. Well, where's your evidence, you know? The Bible says that God created, he didn't create the outside and come over here and say, well, yeah, we need the earth for man to live on. No, it started here. And you are created in whose image? An alien? No, in God's image. It's, this is either true or it's false, praise the Lord. And of course, we know, we believe it's true. Glory to God. Anyway, Genesis to Revelation. You know, it's one big time crunch right here. It's all it is. And one day it'll all roll away and there'll be a new heavens and a new earth. Wow. Jesus thinks so. And Jesus, we see sometimes if you grew up in church, sometimes you might hear a lot about Jesus. And then you, you wonder, well, yeah, but Jesus didn't get here till, uh, till Matthew. No, he said he was out here. Yeah, but it don't make sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Praise the Lord. Mm. Okay, anyway. So Genesis to Revelation, time frame. Well, I want to go to Matthew just a moment. And let's let Jesus tell us about something a long time ago. And let's see what we got here. Let's go to the book of Matthew. And I'm just going to pick up. This is interesting because uh, you'd find this on your own too. This is not some, gee, Richard's just so good with numbers and stuff. Uh, anyway. Uh, let's take it from 38. Some Jewish leaders, including some Pharisees, you know, they're supposed to, there's people that's supposed to know, but they were mad at Jesus. They were jealous. They had their own mind made up about God. They had their own mind, but they weren't going, oh, I'm an atheist. No, they thought they knew who God was, and they put him in a box saying, this is the way he is, and you just follow us. And, of course, if you could follow the money, that's what was behind it. Anyway, they came and said, hey, show us a miracle. Well, look where we are. We're at Matthew 12. You could go back and count the miracles. I mean, everybody that came to Jesus was miracle. Notice what he says. Only an evil and faithless generation would ask for further, look at this, further proof. Look at this. None will be given them except what happened. Now, Richard, this is a fairy tale. If we're going to heaven, we're going to heaven because of Jesus' blood. Look what he just said. Yeah, but that's a kid's story. No, we've, we've ruined ourselves thinking all these stories in the Bible are for kids. Are you kidding? There's so much value in all of these stories. Noah, Daniel in the lion's den. Wow. The Red Sea parting. Wow. Okay, anyway. For as Jonah was in the, notice he, he called him a prophet, for as Jonah was in the great fish for three days and three nights, so the Messiah shall be in the heart of the earth for three days and three nights. Now he was talking about after he died. When he died, he's going to be dead for three days and three nights and come back. Of course, he says belly of the earth. Well, we all know it's in the belly of the earth. You know, we're going up or down on the elevator. <laughs> you know, I'm going up, praise the Lord. We want to, we're going to heaven. 
But anyway, notice this. The men of Nineveh. Now, who's Nineveh? Well, that's where, keep reading. Shall arise against this nation in, in judgment and condemn you. For when Jonah preached to them, they repented and turned to God from their evil, evil ways. And now someone greater, huh? Jesus, you're just making up stuff to make yourself look big. <laughs> no, he's not. That guy was actually here. The men of Nineveh shall rise up against this generation at judgment and condemn you. For when Jonah preached to them, they repented, turned to God for their evil ways. And now a greater than Jonah is here. Well, where do Mr. Jonah show up? Well, let's go take a look. It's so short, you can read it in about three minutes, you'll be done. I know Mel could. Mel's a speed reader, and she'd get it out of there, too. She'd know exactly what happened. Not because she'd ever read it before, but it's that short. But I mention that for a reason, because our temptation is to never take time to read the Bible. you got time to read the Bible. Read it on the toilet, praise the Lord. Now we got the convenience of it on your phone. You know, you can go anywhere and read it. Okay. Four chapters. They are so small. What's this? But before we get into it, well, I'm going to show you part of it. Let's get started right here. The Lord sent uh, the, this message to Jonah, the son of this guy. He shows up again. Uh, I can't go right to it. I, I just don't want to take time, but I, I, we'll, we'll, we'll get there somewhere. Uh, I might get close. Let's see where this is. Uh, Azariah, Azariah, oh, here we go. His father's name was Amaziah. He was just before Amaziah. So, let's see, during the reign of King Joash, King Amaziah, oh, I'm going to hit it around the nail here. Anyway, but anyway, Amaziah was 25 years old when he reigned. This is about 600 years after Moses, okay? Amaziah's dad, great, 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 maybe five or six, was David, okay? They're all losing their rear end here. Nebuchadnezzar's fixing to come. And what's interesting is Nebuchadnezzar, Babylon, but anyway, that's the, the, the Assyrian uh, uh, kingdom, whatever, whatever. Prior to it was Assyrian and it was Babylonian. And now you're going to get the picture because when Jonah is supposed to do something for Nineveh, it's the hometown of Nebuchadnezzar, hometown of Assyria, Babylon back in then. And remember, Saddam Hussein said he was a descendant of Nebuchadnezzar. Oh, yeah, whatever. So what? So he's claiming he was a descendant of this guy. But anyway, I just want you to see this. Notice it says, he was a good king in the Lord's sight, although not quite like his ancestor David. You know, uh, but he was good as his father Joash. However, he didn't destroy the, shine, the shrines on the hill. So the people still sacrificed and burned incense there. As soon as he had a firm grip, this is 2 Kings 14.3. I'm going to be right on the money. Okay, watch this. Uh, he killed all the men that assassinated his father. He didn't kill the children, for the Lord had commanded through the law of Moses that their fathers should not be killed for their, their children and nor the children for the sins of their fathers. Now notice, notice the connection there. These guys were not out in the dark going, well, I have no idea where I'm from. They knew who Moses was. They knew what that law said. Wow. Look at this. Here we go. Uh, one day he sent a message to King Joash. Okay, let me see. Let's see. Uh, mm, da, 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 da. Let, me, let me come down here a little bit further. I just, want, I just want you to see something here, if I can. If it's there. Oh, thought it was right there. Yeah, here we go. Oh, let's see. Meanwhile, yeah, let's see. Uh, anyway, another, it's just history. Look, notice this. What, there's no sort of mythical. There it comes right there. There's nothing mythical. This is history. Meanwhile, over in Israel, Jeroboam II had become king during the 15th year of the reign of Amaziah. He said, well, I thought we had another king. Split kingdom. It was all Israel 
But David's descendants were over here in Judah and in Benjamin. Okay, like the Judah, tribe of Judah, you know, line of the tribe of Judah. Okay, but the ten other ones, like the SEC, I always like to say, it got split, you know. Alabama and who wants to be, shall I pick? Well, I'll pick Auburn. Okay, so Auburn and Alabama, we stayed as together in the state or whatever. The rest of them, the SEC, whatever you want to do. Well, that's what was going on, but watch this. So anyway, Jeroboam II, over that other part of the SEC, the ten other stupid football teams, shall we say. I'm kidding. Okay. They recovered the lost territories of Israel uh, between Hamath and the Dead Sea, just as the Lord, look at this, just as the Lord God of Israel had predicted through <gasps> Jonah, son of Amittai, the prophet from Gethhefer, whatever. Wow. Well, of course, he's fake. He wasn't ever there. Yeah, he was too. So he was prior to these kings maybe 50 years or so. So let's go see what happened. Remember, they were all worshiping idols, both kingdoms. After Solomon, it went down the hill. You got David. David was, oh, we're going to worship God. Solomon, we're going to worship God. Then <laughs> Solomon went downhill toward the end. Then they all went downhill. Wow. Then they would come back up. Jehoshaphat would be good. King Asa was pretty good. Whatever. Here we go. So the Lord sent this message to Jonah, the son of, there he is, son of his dad. I meant that. This is Jonah chapter 1. Go to the great city of Nineveh. Uh, I beg your pardon. That's where Nebuchadnezzar is. Remember, you were in the book of Acts, Peter was not supposed to go to Cornelius' house. You're a Jew. You do not have anything to do with other people. No. Stay away. It's unclean. Give them this announcement from the Lord. I'm going to destroy you. Your wickedness rises before me. It smells to the highest heavens. Same thing happened to Sodom and Gomorrah. God came knocking on uh, Abraham's door. Said your wife's going to have a kid. Sarah laughs. I'm too old to have a kid, you know, whatever. And, that, and then before he did, he said, hey, I, why don't I tell Abraham what I'm going to do? I'm tell you what, Sodom and Gomorrah was going downhill fast. Horrible stuff was going on. Think about it. When, when Abraham's prayer was, will you save the city if there's 40? Will you save it if there's 30? 20? 10? Abraham thought, I got it. He'll save it if there's 10 righteous. Look what supposedly the righteous Lot did. Remember, those two angels showed up at Lot's house, the men of the city, Sodomites. Bring those men out so we can rape them. Oh, Richard, don't mention it. That's what we've messed up. in the. We need to read the Bible. That's important to know. These jackasses wanted to rape these angels. They have fancy trying to get, get that pulled off. <laughs> but listen to what Lot said. I got two virgin daughters. I'll send them out and you can do with them whatever you want to. And the Bible calls Lot righteous? What? God, horrible stuff. Man. So anyway, Nineveh's going down this path. Oh, man. God. Jonah was afraid to go and ran away from the Lord. Now, we're going to find out later. He wasn't afraid of the Lord. He was afraid of something else. He didn't want Nineveh to be spared. He's like, man. Now, let me tell you why. Jonah knew that during war and stuff, that Nineveh was coming down and would, it, would, it would kill all the people. They would, they would rip open the stomachs of women. It's in the scriptures. And they all came from here. And Jonah's like, not only no, but you know what? No, I'm not going to go tell them. He didn't want God being merciful to them. So now do you see how this plays into your life? I don't care. You may think, oh, I'm just I'm, I'm no good at all. God's going to send one of his favorite prophets to you, praise the Lord. To give you mercy. Remember, all that ask for mercy are going to get it. Now, let me, before I go any further here, let's go to the book of Acts just a second. Boy, Jesus has ascended. My goodness. He's already gone into heaven. I'm going to Acts chapter 2. Paul is, uh, I mean, excuse me, Peter's um, uh, 
giving them a great message. Here, let me see what he says. Oh, let's see. Look at that. Okay. So anyway, he's explaining why they're, these guys are speaking in other languages. Tongue, shay, say, whatever. Look at this. He says, yes, the Holy Spirit shall come upon all my servants, men, women alike. They'll prophesy. Strange demonstrations in the heavens, blood, fire, smoke, and whatever. The sun shall turn black and the moon red blood, that awesome day of the Lord. Look at this. Look at this. Look. Don't make this hard. It's not. But anyone who asks for mercy from the Lord shall have it. Praise God. That is so simple. You're not going to earn your salvation anyway. You just got to say, Uncle, oh, help me, Lord. Help me. Wow. Okay, here we go. Back to Jonah. So, Jonah gets his marching orders, and he's like, uh, God, let me help you out here. I ain't doing that. Because the Lord said, I'm going to destroy him because it smells. It stinks. Jonah was afraid to go. He went down to the seacoast. Got, you know, he got up on the cruise liner, whatever, port of Joppa, found a ship leaving for Tarshish. He bought a ticket, went aboard. You know, people were such hobos back in those days. They were not either. They had documents. They had everything. He bought him a ticket. He climbed aboard in the dark and uh, down into the dark hole of the ship to hide there from the Lord. Yeah, right. But as the ship was sailing along, suddenly the Lord flung a terrible wind over the sea, causing a great storm that threatened to send them to the bottom. Woo! Wow. Of course, this is a fairy tale. Never happened. You know. Even though it's well documented in Jesus, we just have to say, we have to forgive Jesus for mentioning somebody who never existed, you know. Oh, yeah, he did too, praise the Lord. Anyway, so fearing for their lives, the desperate sailors shouted for, to the gods for their help. See, they were just, they don't know. They don't know. They don't know. That's the way the world was. I wish upon my lucky star, you know. Anyway, fearing for their lives, they, they shouted to their gods, and they threw the cargo overboard to lighten the ship. And all this time, Jonah was sound asleep down in the hole. So the captain went down. What do you mean, he roared, sleeping in a time? Get up and cry to your God and see if he'll have mercy on us. Jonah knew what was going on. <laughs> Watch. Fairy tales, fairy tales. No, it's not either. The crew decided to draw straws to see which of them had offended the gods and caused this terrible storm. Well... You can see how the Lord set all this up. <laughs> Jonah, you got the short end. Jonah knew. He said, like, we don't even need to do this. I'll tell you. What have you done to bring this awful storm upon you? Who are you? What's your work? What country are you from? What's your nationality? Oh, man, everybody knows me. Man, the Bible, we just... No, that's why we need the history. Remember, at this time, Israel had lost their kingdom. It's been overrun by, you know, all kind of cultures. He said, I am a Jew. I worship... Look what he says. I worship Jehovah... The God of heaven, who I, 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 be, I believe, I believe. I know it's not true, but I just feel better. No, our God made it all. He made it all. Made the earth and sea. He told them, he just says, I'm, I'm ticked off for them. I'm running from him. Well, really? Yeah. The men were terribly frightened when they heard this. Oh, why did you do it? They shouted. What should we do to stop the storm for it's getting worse and worse? Notice what Jonah says. Notice the Lord, he didn't say, what, what the Lord says, talk, uh-uh. Jonah knew. He says, throw me in. Y'all are fine. It's me he's after. Throw me in. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> How do you know? I'm t- it's just black and white. You're either blessed or you're not, praise the Lord. I call heaven and earth before you, Moses said. And he said, choose life that you may live. Wow. They tried harder. In other words, uh, we're not going to throw you in. <laughs> we're just going to try to beat this storm. Noah said, I mean, whatever. Uh, Jonah said, no, you got to toss me in. 
They couldn't make it. The storm was too fierce to fight it. Then they shouted out a prayer to Jehovah. Jonah's God. Oh, Jehovah, they said. Look what they said. Oh, look, don't, don't, don't blame us for killing this guy. Don't make us die for this man's sin. And don't hold us responsible for his death. For it's not our fault. You've sent this storm upon him for your own good reasons. Then they picked up Jonah. Now watch this. They threw him overboard into the raging sea. And then the fish got it. No, hold on. We ain't to the fish yet. Think about those men in the boat. Well, Jesus don't love everybody. He does. What a message he was telling these people. Look at this. You already read it. They threw him overboard and the storm calmed. Woo! I mean, remember, they were fearing for their life. The men stood there and all before Jehovah. Just forget about Jonah right now. Think about your own rear end. You're, man, praise God, I'm okay. Wow. And they sacrificed him and they vowed, I'm going to serve him. I'm going to serve him. Just like Naaman did, who was a leper, had a little skin problem, actually a major skin problem, you know. He got his skin back. Wow. Nebuchadnezzar, he lost his kingdom. He got it back. And Nebuchadnezzar, this is his hometown. So anyway, now the Lord arranged a great fish to follow Jonah. And what, some, just a bunch of suckers today. Well, it wasn't a fish, wasn't a whale, was a, you know. Do we care? Let's get the story. The fish, whatever. And Jonah was inside the fish. Now remember Jesus said, you are not getting any sign. He was talking to bad guys. The only sign you're going to get is the sign of Jonah. Well, that's no sign. It never existed. Yeah, he did too. Jonah was inside this fish. Imagine, now we don't know what digesting is from the inside. Now, we've never been in there, but you know, we already know it's supposed to be some asses. It breaks down food. You know, I thought about that the other day, and I wouldn't even think about Jonah. I was just thinking, it goes in as Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> How does it break it down enough to, you know, when you, <laughs> whatever. But anyway, yeah, I will Now, I want everybody to get everything out of Jonah here, but. Jonah chapter 2, because I took time to read it years ago. Jonah chapter 2 is as powerful to me as Psalm 91. Watch what he says. Then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from inside. Oh, what people could learn from this. Oh, yes. And scratch, 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 scratch. Pull out your piece of paper. Our Lord God, among all these people that we're here today. No, you have to have a real prayer. I'll never forget my dad, who's a big engineer, whatever, and big church here in Huntsville. He doesn't go there. And one of the reasons he doesn't go there, he told me that. He says, the guy gets up there and reads a prayer. <laughs> and I was so proud of my dad. He goes, mm, they're not going to read no prayer. You know, I mean, it needs to be from your heart. And I thought, that's right, dad. That's right. You know, <laughs> It really bothered him that they read from a prayer. I said, yeah. Anyway. Because my dad led us in prayer. At, uh, my mom and dad and my sister and I, he, he just, we'd pray over our dinner all the time. He'd pray, and then reach over there and kiss mom, whatever. I'm glad I got to see all that. Okay, anyway. In my great trouble, here we go. I cried to the Lord, look at that, and he answered me. From the depths of death I called, and Lord, you heard me. Now remember where he is, he's in this, how much oxygen could be in there? You threw me into the ocean depths. I sank down to the floods of water. The flood into the floods of water was covered by your wild stormy waves. Then I said, then, then when? Then, oh, it was years ago. No, he's being digested. You, oh Lord, you have rejected me and cast me away. How shall I ever see your holy temple? Now he's just talking. Remember, this doesn't last forever. I try to, I try to preach for 30 minutes and, you know, so how long do you think this would have lasted if he said this? It's a short prayer. 
I sank beneath the waves. Death was very near. The waters closed above me. The seaweed wrapped itself, yuck, around my head. I, remember, there's not light in there. I've watched all kind of cartoons. They build a fire, you know, <laughs> roasting weenies inside the whale, whatever. Nah. This was dark. I went down to the bottoms of the mountain that rise from the ocean floor. I was locked out of life and imprisoned in the land of death. But, oh, Lord, my God, look at this. You have snatched me from the yawning jaws of death. Now, wait a minute. No, hold on a minute. He's running from God. He knows it. He's mad at him. And yet he thinks God's going to save him. A lot of times when we're feeling, I got back pain. That's probably the way I treated some folks years ago. I'm just, I'm just, I'm getting what's due me, you know. It's the reason I'm having a little arthritis because, you know, I've probably been such a jerk. You can't pay for your salvation. Look what situation he's in. When I had lost all hope, you ever felt like that? I turned my thoughts once more to the Lord. And my earnest prayer went into your holy temple. Well, I don't know. I don't know. God, I don't know if God hears me. Oh, you need to start reading the Bible. God hears you all the time. You be like that woman looking for that coin. That's in here somewhere. Don't give up. Jesus said that's the way it is with the kingdom of God. And also, the way it is with prayer. That woman, remember, whatever, Luke's account, she wanted mercy from the judge. And the judge didn't want to have nothing to do with her. But she kept saying, avenge me, avenge me, avenge me. And he said, hear what the unjust judge says. And he said, shall not God avenge his own which cry unto him day and night? I tell you, he will. Okay, wait. Uh, look at this. Those who worship false gods have turned their back on all, look at this, all the mercies waiting for them of the Lord. Now he's just worried about being digested right now. Praise the Lord. We're not taught that he's got so much mercy. Well, that's the reason I mentioned it. I mean, basically all hell was breaking loose in the book of uh, Acts we just looked at. In other words, it's the end of the age. Jesus is coming back, judgment. And we hear this phrase, all those who ask for mercy will have it. Praise God. The thief on the cross, he's dying. He ain't got time to live right. He just says, Lord, remember me. And Jesus said, yeah, you'll be with me in paradise. Praise God. You weren't going to earn this anyway. I'll never worship anyone but you. He's still digesting. I'm sure the fish has already tossed down a couple of rollades. For now, he says, for how can I ever thank you enough for all you've done? I will Look at this. But Jonah, you don't know. You're, be, you're dead. Jonah says, I will surely fulfill my promises. In other words, he's, he's saying, okay, I'll go. I'm going to go. Look at this. For my deliverance comes from the Lord alone. See, that's where you don't call yourself lucky. You think you lost your car keys. Don't forget to thank the Lord when you find them. You know, whatever. Anyway, look at this. And the Lord ordered the fish to throw him up. And he did. Wonder if I could use that prayer. Of course. That's the reason he has the details. The Lord ordered the fish to spit up Jonah on the beach. And he did. Halfway through. Look at that. And the Lord spoke to Jonah again. Go to the great city Nineveh. <laughs> I mean, Jonah's like, great city? I want to throw up now. Remember, this is not Jewish. Nebuchadnezzar, Sennacherib, you ever heard of him? That's his hometown. He got nailed. Remember that story? He said, warn them of their doom, as I told you before. Jonah obeyed and went to Nineveh. Nineveh was a very large city with many villages around it, so large it would take three days to walk around it. You're going to get details here in a minute. It's about 150,000. Half of Huntsville. Okay. 
But that very day, when Jonah entered the city and began to preach, the people repented. Jonah didn't like that. He was hoping they'd just get beat. They want to win the national championship. We're not sharing it with nobody. Jonah shouted to the crowds that gathered around him, 40 days from now, Nineveh will be destroyed. Now that was the truth. It was going to happen. But here's the good part. Mercy, mercy, mercy. Sodom and Gomorrah could have had mercy. They weren't listening. Anyway. And they believed him and declared a fast. The king on down. Everyone put on sackcloth, rough, coarse garments, wore in times of mourning. And the king of Nineveh heard what Jonah was saying. He stepped down from his throne. He laid aside his royal robes, put on sackcloth, and sat in ashes. And the king and his nobles sent this message throughout the city. Let no one, not even the animals, eat anything, nor drink anything. Everyone must wear sackcloth and cry to Almighty God. Look at this. Myths, fairy tales, this never happened. Oh, yeah? See if there's a real city called Nineveh today. You can go find out where it was. Probably called something else. Might still be called the same. Anyway, who can tell? Perhaps even God will decide to let us live and hold back his fierce anger from destroying us. Now, where did they get that from? Anybody that had any knowledge about the Lord, they knew. They knew. And when God saw that they had put a stop to their evil ways, he abandoned his plan to destroy them and didn't carry it out. Well, that ticked off Jonah again. Okay, we're done with that. Here's the last chapter. We'll stop here. This change of plans <laughs> made Jonah angry. He complained to the Lord about it. This is exactly what I thought you'd do, Lord, when I was there in my own country and you first told me, that's why I ran away. That's why you got to read your Bible. Chapter 1 says he was scared of the Lord. Whoa! No, he ran because he knew God was going to be merciful. We ought to know as much as Jonah. Remember the story about the guy, the wicked slave? He owed millions of dollars, and the king forgave him. Jesus told the story. He said the kingdom of God, he forgave him all that. Okay, then that idiot went out and found somebody that owed him $20, the, the living Bible said, owed him just $20. And he took that guy, and he threw him in jail with his kids and wife and everything, and you pay that money. King found out about it. And he said, I forgave you all that debt. So quit worrying about the future. The Bible tells in Romans chapter, Romans chapter 8, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. There's none. Remember the woman that was caught in adultery. Jesus, after he run them all off, he said, woman, where are your accusers? Yeah, right there in front of me. You're, you're God. No, he said, where are thine accusers? He says, she says, there are no me. Remember, he says, neither do I condemn you. Anyway, that's exactly what I thought you'd do in my own country when you first told me to come here. That's why I ran away to Tarshish. I knew how, look at this, you were a gracious God, merciful, slow to get angry, full of kindness. I knew how easily you could cancel your plans for destroying this people. Wow. Notice, oh yeah, you're such a saint, Jonah. Just please kill me. I'd rather be dead than alive. Notice this when nothing that I told him happens. And the Lord says, is it right for you to be angry about this? And Jonah went on, sat sulking on the east side of the city. Remember, this is the last chapter. This is it. And remember, Jesus was, he was, I mean, he was. He was drinking. He said, he was not. Go read the story. He just picked up Levi. He went to Levi's house. They were drinking, carrying on in there, having a good time. And the Pharisees came up. I can't believe that Jesus is eating with such filth, stinky people. Oh, God. And Jesus said, I want you to go learn this. I will have mercy and not sacrifice. See, that's what he's doing here. He told, he told actually, the Living Bible was so great. He said, get out of here. <laughs> he believed Jesus said, get out of here. He said, yeah, get out of here. And you go learn to have mercy. 
Wow. Okay, anyway. So anyway, Jonah went out, sat sulking. He's on the east side of the city. He made a leafy shelter waiting there to see if anything happened to the city. He's wanting fire to come down. Now, where have we heard that? Throughout the scriptures. We even had Jesus' disciples, James and John. They said, Lord, do you want us to call fire down from heaven? They knew this stuff. They weren't, well, let's just see if this fake stuff happens. They believed it. They knew. Anyway. Well, you know what happens. And when the leaves of the shelter, he made, anyway, he made this leafy shelter, shaded him. Okay. And when the leaves of the shelter wildered in the heat, withered in the heat, the Lord arranged for a vine to grow up quickly. And it spread its leaves, broad, broad leaves over Jonah's head to shade him. This made him comfortable, comfortable very grateful. Then God prepared a worm. <laughs> okay. The next morning, the worm chomp, 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 ate through the stem of the plant so that it withered and died. When, well, then what happened next? Then when the sun was hot, God ordered the, east, the scorching east wind to blow on Jonah. You know, you know, God's trying to be merciful to Jonah. He's trying to tell him. The sun beat down upon his head till he grew faint and wished to die. He said, death's better than this. You know, Jonah, just his memory, you know, he just got saved from the fish and he wanted out. God said to Jonah, is it right for you to be angry because the plant died? Jonah said, yeah. <laughs> it is. It's right for me to be angry enough to die. The Lord said, you feel sorry for yourself when your shelter is destroyed. But though you did not work to put it there, Remember how it got there? The Lord gave him a shelter, didn't it? Look at it. Okay. All right. Uh, and, it, and it is at best short-lived. And why should, shouldn't I feel sorry for a great city like Nineveh with its, there it is, 120,000 people? Think Jesus loves our city? Yeah. Loves all your friends, too. Every one of them. He sent you to go tell them. <laughs> you know. Who are in spiritual darkness and all its cattle. There's your animals, too. Wow. That's the end of this. Look at this. Well, actually, that's it. Praise the Lord. Well, what are we going to do? Let me go back to chapter 2 just a moment. Verse 9. Chapter 2, verse 9. I'll never worship anyone but you. For how can I thank you enough for all you have done? I'll surely fulfill my promises for deliverance comes from you alone. Praise the Lord. So what's my responsibility? Share the love, praise the Lord. Have mercy on those around you, praise God. That's all God's wanting you to do, hallelujah. Because you can't earn your own salvation. You're not going, mm, you can't be good enough, praise the Lord. Father, we just thank you for your word today. We know Jonah was there. He was there, praise the Lord. Jesus said it was the sign of Jonah, and he was. He was dead three days and three nights, and he came out, praise the Lord. So, Father, if we're not feeling good today, health-wise, whatever it is, you'll take care of that, hallelujah. If we're suffering financially, you'll fix that too, praise the Lord. If it's something else, got our attention today, and we're worried about something, oh, praise the Lord. You're the one who provides deliverance. You'll get us out. And we know it's our responsibility to show mercy to others. And we're going to do that, Lord. And that doesn't leave anything left but for us to tell others about Jesus and tell them what great things you're doing in our life. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah.